Welcome to the Self-Reliance Wealth Podcast. My name is Dave Deal, and I am your host to learning how you can create side hustle income. Hello and welcome to episode number 18 of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal, and I'm your host. Today, we have got an amazing guest speaker. Uh, This is a gentleman that I've gotten to know pretty well over the last year, and he is in an industry that some might not think is very important or exciting, but honestly, it is one of the most valuable assets that you can have as a protection uh, for yourself, your family, your business, and really any aspect of your life. And this is something that really everybody, I believe, needs in one way, shape, or form, but it's a difficult and complicated process. So without further ado, we've got Peter Sorensen on the episode today. Peter, tell us a little bit about yourself, man, and tell us how you got started in the insurance business. Yeah, well, good morning, Dave. Um, Like you said, my name is Peter Sorensen. I live up in Oakley, Utah. Um, I'm 36 years old, and my dad has actually started our agency um, almost 40 years ago, and he's actually retiring here at the end of the month after a 40-year run in the industry, and so um, a little bit about how I got started. I actually, I think my dad never intended to have any of his kids or family work in the business with them, just being concerned that that potentially could, uh, you know, be an issue um, just with family. Um, I actually went on an LDS mission down to Manaus, Brazil, and I was on track to actually become a pilot. I'd started my uh, private pilot's license and was in uh, UVSC's um, aviation science program. And that was right at, I I went down to Brazil right when 9-11 happened. I was actually in the MTC down there when that happened. And that kind of shook the the airline industry and kind of made me think twice about continuing to pursue that path. And at the end of my mission, actually, uh, you know, he reached out to me probably three months before I was going to come home and just said, hey, I, you know, I'm looking at. Um, restructuring some things down here at Sorensen Insurance and uh, have a portion of my book that um, I'd, I'd like to sell somebody and, uh, you know, I'd like to offer that to you and see if you have any interest in doing this and uh, don't worry too much about it right now. Just thought I'd kind of plant that seed and get you thinking about it as I know you're getting ready to enroll back in school and things. And and uh, so I kind of took a chance and just jumped, you know, both feet into it and uh, got home from my mission and literally got home on a Saturday and I started working there on Monday and uh, haven't looked back. So <laughs> that's awesome, man. It's, it's pretty amazing how, you know, just the, the different decisions in our lives and just how really the process and time or what tell, uh, you know, what the future holds, but that's an amazing story. So tell me a little bit more about the business side on the insurance. I mean, you got started with this book of business. Was it, I mean, how many people did you have? Was it pretty much starting fresh and building your own, uh, your, your own business or were you able to really jump in and have a good start? I mean, what did that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, my, my start into the industry was quite different than most guys that, uh, go into it. I, I actually have an older brother who's still, um, is in the business with me. He lives up in Heber and runs our Heber branch. 
but you know, he, he started about eight months before me and kind of the traditional method back then. And, uh, you know, 2003, he just started knocking doors and cold calling and literally building a book, um, from nothing. Um, we're an independent agency, which means, you know, we, we represent multiple carriers and, uh, our largest carrier is a company called Bear River. And my dad, um, wanted to basically sell all of his non Bear River clients uh, to somebody, you know, bring somebody into the agency to uh, buy those from him over about an eight year buyout. But uh, right from day one, doing 100% of the servicing and all the work on it. So that's what I did. I, I mean, I stepped in and instantly had the phones ringing, you know, for servicing and people referring friends and family, teenagers spinning off on their own policies. So, uh, you know, I, I was I was busy right from the get go and had a, a good source of, you know, leads coming in for, for new business. And then I was also, you know, obviously writing up, you know, my bit, other business on my own, just friends and, you know, people that were calling me for insurance. Um, so, you know, that's uh, like I said, you know, most people get into insurance and, uh and they're, they're kind of trying to build a book of business from, from scratch. My, my opportunity was a little different. So, well, that's amazing, man. And I mean, even still, right. You're still out there hustling on the day to day. You're obviously building, uh, and maintaining a lot of these relationships, but you're still growing the business. What, what have you been able to do to really do that? I mean, you said a lot of the business, is it basically based on referrals or are you doing other marketing to generate new leads or what, uh, what has been your biggest inflow of, uh, of lead source? You know, um, it's definitely been existing clients and, um, we've, we've very purposefully target that business for, uh, you know, leads and, you know, new, new business. Um, that, that's one thing, another big advantage, obviously my dad having so many years of experience and coming right in and being able to really learn from the best in the business uh you know he really said hey as a as a hungry agent a young young husband uh you know you're going to be real hungry to just write up stuff write up anything that calls in but really try and be disciplined if you can really you know our agency is geared towards writing what we call preferred home and auto business it's just really clean accounts um, the companies we work with, they have a very high level of underwriting, even to just get on with them. And it's real tempting to, you know, to, to kind of spin your wheels with a lot of people calling in who lapse their insurance that have tickets and accidents and that kind of stuff. Um, and, and going back to the marketing, um, you know, over the years, we've, we're a little different than say somebody who's just selling widgets or let's say selling tires. You know, they really don't care who comes in to buy the tire, whether it's, you know, a really sharp guy, you know, with his act together and good credit and all that. They'll they'll sell a tire to, you know, um, just about anybody as long as they'll come in and pay for it. With with a preferred home and auto, you know, insurance, it's a little different. You know, we're trying to build up a book of clientele um, of people that uh, – you know, uh, homeowners with multiple cars, people that, you know, uh, keep their policies in force. And it's, it's not, it's not for, uh, 
there's definitely different ways you can go into insurance because there's there's um, substandard offices that they really they're uh, set up to to cater and to help uh, you know a lot of a lot of people with um, driving activity and they actually charge to even just get a quote and they have reinstatement fees and their phones are just ringing off the hook with uh, you know a lot of their clientele just calling in with all sorts of different problems and. Uh, and yeah, I, you know, we, my dad just said, you know, really, really try and focus on, on writing up, um, you know, preferred business. And there's a saying he's always used that, uh, birds of a feather flock together. And we always just feel like our existing clients are going to be the greatest source of other like-minded people. And so we, we really put all of our marketing dollars into, um, sending stuff out to our existing clients, you know, hoping to hoping to get new leads from them. No, that totally makes sense. So you bring up a really good point here as far as these relationships. I mean, you're looking for these preferred clients and you're talking, you know, your dad's been in the business for 40 years. How have you been able to develop and really nurture those relationships throughout that period of time? I mean, you're talking that's a, some serious loyalty with your, with your clients. How do you build that kind of loyalty? You know, um, I mean, there, there's two critical times, you know, that you, that you really get a great opportunity to make a connection there and build a, a friendship. Uh, and that is the first one is obviously at the time of application. Um, you know, it's one thing to give somebody a quote and you're saving them some money and uh, it's real tempting to just kind of try and wrap that up over the phone or um, over email. But we really try if people are willing to come into the office to get them to come in and sit down and, um, you know, just to take 20, 20 or 30 minutes with them and really talk to them about insurance concepts as well as some things that will literally save them thousands of dollars over the next 10, 20 years on their insurance just by understanding, um, you know, claims and how claims affect your insurance and what claims are sometimes a disadvantage to you as a, as a policyholder and a premium payer. And just, just some things that they can do to really keep their insurance costs low. And, and we find that most people, uh, you know, after talking to them about that, they just express a lot of appreciation that they've never really understood a lot of that stuff. And, and yeah, the, the, the people that we're able to sit down with like that, they truly become lifelong clients. Uh, the other one obviously is in a claim situation, you know, as an insurance agent, we, we report the claim, help them get it set up and you really can just turn it over to the company from there and rely on the adjuster and everybody else involved to resolve it. But we find that uh, as much as we can help educate the insured again, just on that claim process in the beginning of the claim, and then also doing some follow-up and uh, really kind of helping them through that claim process, uh, that, that, uh, that also will just uh, have a huge impact if you help somebody's claim situation go smoothly or help them you know, maybe even influence a, a claim adjuster, the company to make a decision in their favor that they were, you know, considering going a different direction on. And so, and other than that, you know, just really, really trying to have a few different touch points during the year with them. Um, 
it's hard because it, in, in a perfect world and if you had all the time in the world, you know, you'd give every single client a call at their renewal and do a full review of their insurance. Um, a lot of people don't have time or don't have interest in that. And the reality is, you know, once you get up to where you have a couple thousand um, clients, it, there's just truly not enough time to, to do that. So you got to find other ways that you can reach out to them during the year. Um, we do a, we do a high quality Norman Rockwell calendar that we mail out to every single client. Um, it costs us about 11 bucks between buying the calendar and mailing it. Um, but that's been a huge success and people, even younger people, you would think that, uh, you know, they have no interest in a big calendar like that. You know, they, uh, they often comment on it and thank us for it. And it's got our name and number right on the calendar there that, we're hoping is either hung on the fridge or somewhere, you know, that they can easily refer to it or friends and family see that. So. That's awesome, man. I love that. Cause you've been able to develop that loyal customer relationship. And then those people are, I mean, just by default, they're going to be sharing and continuing to grow your business through referrals just because you've, you've done them an amazing service, but it also sounds like in those times when they need it most, you're there where many others are not. Yeah, you know, it's it's the biggest, uh, well, it's the biggest complaint we hear from people that are shopping their insurance. I shouldn't say that. A lot, a lot of people, you know, their, their premium goes up and that initiates them looking elsewhere, seeing what else is available. But the other, the other thing we hear all the time is just they cannot get a hold of their agent. Um, and sometimes they just can't even get a hold of anybody in their in the office, you know, even a customer service person there to, to help. And, uh, you know, that, that's the other thing we've done as an agency is we, we put quite a bit back into our agency in the way of staff. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of independent agencies, even, uh, you know, captive agents like state farm and farmers, um, you'll have one CSR, um, that's servicing three or four agents books of business and ours is really the opposite of that you know I mean my dad's about to retire here but um, you know it'll be me in, in our office and I've got three full-time and two part-time CSRs for one agent and um, I've, I've really not even run into another agency that's set up so staff heavy but it it really allows us to when people call, it, it is extremely rare that they'll get a, a voicemail and not be able to get through to a live person. I know that adds a ton of value to our agency. And also as an agent, it gives me a, a lot of flexibility just having a very competent staff there that I don't have to worry about being out of the office and wondering if, you know, I've got upset people trying to get a hold of somebody. No, that totally makes sense. All right. So another question for you. What has been one of the biggest hurdles that you've had to overcome? You know, the biggest hurdle would would definitely have to be just sticking out those first four or five years. You know, I mean, I, I said, you know, that I bought um, my dad's non-bear river business and it was over about a eight to 10 year buyout the way we, we structured that. And it sounds like I was just making money right from the get go. But uh, I mean, in reality, the book of business wasn't a huge book and, and the first year only making one 
10th of the commission on it. You know, I worked all month long, probably 60 hours a week and got my first, you know, commission check and it was like 600 bucks. And that's, that's <laughs> when you just spent that much time and all year long, you know, each month I'd get, you know, roughly somewhere between six, $700. Um, and then the next year, you know, I was, I was making 20% of, of the commission and, and on and on. But, you know, those first few years, I was definitely relying on my wife, uh, you know, helping to, helping to pay the bills with what she was doing for work at the time. And, and that's, uh, you know, I've heard different statistics, but it, in numbers, but it, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say that most people that um, go into the industry as an agent only last two or three years and then they're out of it. Um, and it is because, you know, it's, it's, it's tough uh, really trying to grow that, that business. It's, it's a residual income, that commission, you know? So, I mean, if I write up um, enough business that's bringing in $10,000 of commission this year and they all renew next year, you know, and I add another 10,000 to it, you know, I mean, it, it's something that you can really start to grow and compound but uh, yeah, those first uh, three or four years, five years, if you can stick it out through that, that that's definitely the hurdle. Well, it seems like that's not just, you know, uh, an insurance industry standard. I think that's really any business that people want to get into. I mean, I think a lot of times we think, hey, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to make money tomorrow. When the reality of it is, is like if you're trying to grow a legacy, you have to be able to have a long-term perspective and know that you've got to pay your dues in the beginning to be able to create, create, you know, that long-term vision. Yeah. So how about the family aspect of it? I mean, you said it was pretty tough when you got started, your wife was carrying a lot of the workload. How have you been able to maintain that relationship and grow your, your family relationship as well as, build and continue to grow the business yeah you know i mean my dad early on you know pointed out and just said hey as much as you can really just you know dig in deep put in at long hours do what you can right now while you don't have kids at home i'm just telling you it's you're gonna feel pressure you know family pressure later on and it won't be as easy to put in the hours so I mean I would say you know early on in the business I was I was usually working more like you know closer to 50 hour weeks and you know coming home a little later and um you know I as as kids came along um that definitely is is changed and and I one thing I do to try and keep a good balance there um is, is I actually don't bring any of my work home ever, you know, and uh, it's just, it stays at the office. I mean, I, I can literally probably add up, you know, on, on both hands, the number of hours I've spent on insurance, whether it's, you know, doing quotes or calling people or any of that from home. And it's, it's been helpful to just really keep those two separate. It's nice where I've got an office that, you know, I can go to and just keep it all there. But, uh, for me, at least, that's what I could see was going to have to happen in order for that to work is just to really kind of when work was over, I left, left work at the office. So um, it, it's been good. You know, as an independent agent, you have your own 
time clock, your own schedule, and that can be both a blessing and a curse. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it definitely allows some some flexibility and some freedom to be able to spend some time with my family and take time off. So that aspect has been has been good. I love it, man. All right. So one last question for you. If yeah. You, if you were on your deathbed and you had just a few minutes to share insight with somebody, whether they were just getting started, whether it was family, whether it was business related, what piece of advice would you leave with them? You know, um, if I was giving someone advice like that, talking to one of my kids, you know, I, I would say just, just being willing to put your head down and, and grind it out sometimes, you know, sometimes it feels like, oh, I can't keep going and doing this. But uh, it just seems to me that um, my experiences, the things I've done, I used to be a, a stonemason, you know, back in high school. And it was pretty daunting to put in the first stone and look at, you know, this, um, you know, Wayne's coat that you're putting around the whole house and up the chimney and just going, man, I've got a lot of rock to lay. I think that kind of prepared me for insurance because it is, it is monotonous going and sitting down every day and just firing up the computer and diving into my emails and trying to write up another policy. And, uh, but, but again, if you, if you just stick it out and grind long enough, uh, pretty soon after a few years and after a decade and two decades, I mean, you have something there, you know, and again, it's not unique to insurance or anything. It's, uh, just really saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to stick this out and put, put some time into it and really build something. So I love it. (laughs) No, I love it, man. That's a really, really good way to look at it because you're right. I mean, you've got to lay the foundation to build, you know, the, the amazing, building and it's not going to happen if you don't lay that solid foundation yeah i mean i and i say that because because i have a couple friends that have just jumped around so much you know and and it seems like every three to five years they're just you know jumping to something else and i've I've looked at a couple of them thinking man if you'd have just stuck with you know that first one or two you know things that you really dove into you know for a career uh you'd really have something here, but you know, you've just started over so many times. Um, and there's reasons why people, you know, have to move on or, you know, stretch or take, take a leap of faith and do something new. But, you know, in general, um, just try and stick it out. I love it, man. Well, Hey, if somebody wants to connect with you and learn about insurance or even potentially become a client of yours, what's the best way to reach you? You know, the best best way to reach me is uh, Peter at SorensenInsurance.com, and it's E-N on the end of Sorensen. Awesome. Well, my friend, I appreciate uh, you taking the time with me. I know you have a very busy schedule, so making the time really uh, shows, you know, the character that you have willing to help me out and, and really just help out and add value to um, the clients we have here on the podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time and appreciate, uh, you and all that you do. Thank you for listening to this episode of the wealth reliance podcast. If you'd like to learn more about who we are and what we do, check out our website, www.selfselfreliant.com.
W-E-A-L-T-H.com. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.